Hello, everybody, and welcome. I'm Dr. Mark DeBrinkett, the Good News Doctor, and today we have another episode with Jeff Anderson in our series about our diet and eating and maybe what you might not want to be eating, things that are in our food that are hidden that we don't know about. And this whole series is based on helping us understand the truth about our food and the options that we actually do have. And even more so than that, we want to teach everybody how are we going to survive if the food that we're used to getting suddenly became unavailable? How do we grow our own food? We're only a couple generations away from being able to actually sustain our own families with our own gardens. And we've lost touch to that. So we wanted to teach you how to tap back into self-sustaining lifestyle, how to grow things yourself, how to go out and catch things yourself, and then be able to prepare them and be able to survive in the event that we did. But last episode, we talked about just the degradation of our food over the last four or five decades and how we've lost touch with the quality of that food in how the minerals are not in the soil anymore, so they're not ending up in our food, and we just don't get the, the health and the nutrition out of the food that we're growing. And then the food that they're growing as far as our proteins and our animals, they're grown in captivity under horrible environments, the fear and the rage that they're under their entire life, and not to mention the hormones and the drugs that they're either ingesting or being injected into. It's just changing the chemistry. And then we're ingesting that, and we can't turn a blind eye to it anymore. It's affecting our health, and now our children are having adult diseases, and it's affecting our health. So let's welcome back Jeff Anderson. Thanks so much for joining us, Jeff. And um, I'm so excited to be able to have this series finally available. We've been talking about this for years. We've both raised our kids this way and with the acknowledgement that, you know, we're not going to put poison in our kids and we're going to spend those extra bucks to help them not have to eat that way and you know, I don't know about your kids, but my kids were teased and made fun of because we didn't give them the junk food at school and we didn't send them in with the Pop-Tarts and the Ho-Hos and the Twinkies and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they might have traded some of their stuff at school yeah. and got those, but, with their friends. you know, but they never actually had it to begin with. So, you know, but I look back and, you know, my kids never got sick and, you know, and I was deprived of all those sweets when I was a kid too. And, I look back and I never got sick. And so there really is something to say about fuel in, results out, right? So if you put garbage into your body, you might not really see the effect of that immediately, but it's going to catch up to you. It always does. And so I'm so grateful that my parents had the foresight to not let me have access to those things before my brain was developed and I could make adult decisions and, and I know you kind of raised your kids the same way, you know, and that's, you know, how we raised our families. And back when we were raised, boy, we're dating ourselves here, but, but we raised a lot of our own everything, you know, and so, and so it, it, 
it was grown right in the dirt and 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 we worked there you know and we and we had our our own my brother and i were just talking today about uh, about the cattle program that he had and and what he was feeding those cows and i'm going to tell you it was it was excellent he produced a really good product but but he was talking about uh, the discussion had to do with the fact that that a friend of his and we've always had horses a friend of his had these has right now these two horses one's 39 and the other's 36 and i'm gonna tell you you look at the pictures and and you put your hands on them and you think these are you know fully mature 20 year old horses and and the gal made the comment it, it all had to do with the feed and 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 what that feed is sprayed with and why she won't feed alfalfa because of the chemicals and and she ends up, she says, oh, we've always had our horses get past 40 years old. Well, that's an interesting concept because yeah. you go you go look around and you find me a 30-year-old horse. Uh, they, and, and if you do, you're going to find one that looks old. I mean, it, it's like, okay, somebody needs to put this horse down. It's, it's, it's really, you know, it's no longer usable. Here, this woman's got horses that still ride a saddle and, and, and they're beautiful horses. Well, something's different, and 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 again, in this case, it's the feed. She's buying grass that has not, and or 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 has them on grass that has not been sprayed with herbicides and pesticides and 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 products to get rid of the weeds out of the grass. And we watch it right here on the on the ranches around us, and and every year, twice a year, they're out there spraying for the weed infestation issues and uh, an artificial fertilizer to get things to grow well folks all that ends up causing a reaction and reactions you know i i heard once about a time you know are we better off with a response or a reaction when we take an antibiotic or if we take a medication uh, i'll just go with that um you know reactions are bad response is good in everything in our life, it, we were we are better off responding to something than we are reacting to something. Well, well, we're putting stuff in our body on way too regular a basis that we react to, and 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 I'm going to just go off on a tangent here for just a second. We're seeing these uh, dogs, and I'm really in the dog world, uh, obviously, and and. And we're seeing these dogs dying at young ages with kidney disease, liver disease, cancers. I mean, all these three, four, five, six, seven-year-old animals passing away. Something's wrong. So, so the choices are the food, the medications we're putting on, the poisons we're putting on them for fleas and ticks and, and mosquitoes and whatever, and, and vaccinations. Well, you know, there was a time where vaccinations were were something that were were used geographically for issues. Um, uh, you know, specific things that would show up somewhere and they would they would address it. Today, you know, they're giving them they're giving animals a a ten way shot once a year. And now it includes COVID and animals don't get, have, or deal with COVID. And yet we're giving them COVID, the COVID shots are in. What has gone wrong with us? Well, 
the, the news programs us, the, the world goes down this tangent of whatever it is. And the next thing you know, and, and I see on the news now where they're trying to develop a way to put the COVID vaccine program in, in our beef, in our vegetables, systemically. I, we're something's going on here that's bigger than it's really sad. It reminds me of an analogy that if people kept falling off the cliff, do we just get a line of ambulance at the bottom of the cliff because that's where the problem is, or do we put a railing at the top? But it seems like it's so much more beneficial cost-wise to keep the ambulance at the bottom because there's more injuries down there and we can make more money off that. I mean, I don't understand the thinking on how we're reversing engineering it. <laughs> yeah, putting up a guardrail just isn't big business. There's a big business at the bottom. There yeah, you go. You no, that's right. And years ago when we were having our first child, so, oh my gosh, 36, seven years ago, our chiropractor was was here. Let me share this book with you. And it had to do with, um, you know, whether or not you should give a vitamin K to an infant, a newborn, or or what shot program, you know, they should be on. And 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 what the truth is on the statistics of the studies. You know, what the and and then and then he's the one that taught us every shot you take comes with a blacklist that nobody wants to talk about. But if you ask for it, the doctors have to give it to you. And the COVID even had it. 1,400 different things that it could do to you that are bad. And, and, and I'm not going to try to beat up COVID, but this is a good one. If you've, if you've had the opportunity to read that, because they, they hand it to you before you get the shot, right? And you sit there, and it, and it tells you right on it. It doesn't prevent the spread. It doesn't prevent you getting it. It doesn't... Um, well, look at any drug ad on TV, and it has them smiling and uplifting music and butterflies flying, and then it immediately follows. Side effects include unattended death, you know, and like these horrific things, and it says it right there. And you know what? People still go to their doctor the next day and say, hey, I want that pill. And I'm like, you, you did hear the commercial, right? And you you were paying attention to the side effects. And they have, I mean, for 30 years, I hear those commercials. And I have to hit pause and rewind and listen to those again because they make my whole family laugh out loud that they actually had to legally put those in there and that they do that and that they still sell it. And that people will listen to that and still want it. I, I just, that boggles my, my mind. So, so you can do what's called a teeter's test. Let's go back to our animals here for just a second. Um, I don't know why they don't have this for people, but it's interesting that it's, they've got it in veterinary world. So, so you could go, and many vets don't want to hear any discussion about teeters, and they don't want it discussed in their office. Because teeters is an antibody test to see if your system is, is reacting correctly, uh, or I'll use the word in this case, responding direct, uh, correctly to the test that they put it, against it. So it's a, 
it, it's a couple hundred dollars to do a teeters, but but it it checks to see if if you if your animal actually needs that current vaccination that they're trying to get you to take every year. And and I I will tell you, um, I'm not gonna say I'm anti-vax. That that wouldn't be correct. H however, I I think I think we need to be careful not to be over-vaccinated. And 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 so my my comment would be, I do the puppies puppy round, but I do it myself, and I only put about a, a fourth of of the product in the you know I put it all in and then I squeeze most of it out and then I give it to the puppy because there's no way that that three pound or five pound or seven pound puppy needs the same dosage as a hundred pound dog you know for so so they don't make a smaller dose for that puppy so I just do a very small and 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 we do so that's distemper and parvo and 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 the process a five way product and and then in a year we do a booster after that i do teeters my last dog that we just put down he was 13 and a half years old and my vet would lean on me that you know boy jeff you probably should be doing you know all these other things you know and 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 finally, just before she put him down, because she's the one that came out here to the ranch and 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 she put him down for me and we buried him out here. The point is, um, she says, Can I can I take a blood sample and do a teeters on him? I said, sure. It came back that he was fully maxed out on everything. Every he he didn't he didn't need rabies, he didn't need distemper, he didn't now. He had had a rabies three years before, um, actually about four years. I didn't give him the last one. So about four years before he'd had rabies, but he still showed completely fine on that rabies count. He hadn't had the whole other vaccination process that they want done yearly since he was one year and 12 weeks old. So he had gone... 12 and a half years without a vaccination and his body was still just absolutely fine with everything. So my point is, 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 you know, fortunately our dogs live a long time. All of our animals always have, unless we were going to eat them. But, but the point is that, that we were created with an immune system and we were created if we give ourselves half of a chance and feed ourselves right, it's amazing what our body can do. So you look at that food pyramid. You, you know, we're talking before we started this. But look at that food pyramid, and and we can sit down at one meal in today's world, and year round we could eat strawberries, or year round we could eat cherries, or year round. I mean, it's you know. So guys, you got to think about what's wrong with that picture. <laughs> kind of needs a rotation here, just a little bit. Yeah. But we can sit down and eat the whole pyramid at one in one meal. Well, what's the purpose of now? I enjoy eating. I love to sit down at a good meal. I, I really do. And and so there's pleasure and enjoyment out of that. But the benefit to our body is to run this chemical electrical system. So if there if there's not the minerals and, and the vitamins and the and 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 the benefit built into that and i don't care what it is if it's if it's vegetables or if it's meat if it's fed wrong there's still a vegetable to eat 
But I, but I will tell you, you go in my backyard right now. My wife laughed. She came in yesterday and she goes, she goes, oh, you can live on naked and afraid with what's coming out of our garden the rest of the fall, you know, the rest of these next few months. And so we're, there's going to be, I'm looking up at the garden right now. There's going to be, you know, uh, 300 tomatoes. I don't know. We're going to be giving them away. Um, there's going to be, you know, a couple of hundred beets and our beets are just like eaten fruit. I mean, they're just fantastic. And so are tomatoes. If somebody ate one of our tomatoes and then went to any grocery store and bought a tomato, it's two totally different products. They smell different. They taste different. And I can tell you nutritionally, it's a completely different product. Ours have never been sprayed with anything that, you know, we've got, we've got snow peas up here that are just like, man, you could, they're like eating candy, not candy. They're awfully good They're, But the point is they're naturally grown in really good soil and, and, and being done right. And our entire garden, let's see, we got two, two levels. One's 30 feet by four feet and the other's 20 feet by three feet. So we have two. It's unbelievable how much produce comes out of that. And every year I, I turn in some compost and some manure I get off of a grass program right here and, 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 uh, and I turn it in every fall and let it sit over the winter. And then in the spring, we turn it again and we, and we, and we plant these and, and we will get so much food. It, it's, it's amazing. So in this effort, you know, people think, oh man, to have a garden, I've got to have some huge space. No, a few raised beds, guys. Um, it's amazing what you can get out of, out of, you know, three, three foot by six foot beds. It's amazing, you know, that are that are a whopping 18 inches tall. You don't have to use a big, big space to produce a, a lot of really good product for yourself. So you can speak way more in your background on the the need for nutrition in today's world. Um, you know, there's some really good food available out there. Unfortunately, there's also the majority, a lot of processed and and not so good food. And so, you know, you look at our first episodes and talking about how chickens and turkeys are raised or how hogs are raised or how, and so, and so it's really unfortunate. And, you know, I'm going to go back before our next episode and I'm going to find, or, or, or we'll look for it. And if I find it, we'll, we'll put it as a link in this. Um, do you remember the study that was done and the, it hit the news? It was a big deal about. 15 years ago, maybe a little more. And they were talking about the vegetables that are used by McDonald's and that they couldn't keep, they could not keep lab mice or, or rats alive with the vegetables that are being used in McDonald's. So, you know, I went through the list that had the potatoes, the, the tomatoes, the, um, the onions, the lettuce, I remember seeing when I was young, they took um, a hamburger and French fries with no condiments on them and put them in a paper bag and had them in my closet for three years and no mold or anything grew on it. The insects wouldn't eat it, nothing. 
It just petrified like a like a piece of hard rock. <laughs> and and then the milkshake within a day or so would turn and you could pull the straw out and it would break apart like styrofoam. So, you know, obviously something's wrong with that picture as well. I do want to make a comment, though, on your dogs. You um, made a comment how your dogs, you know, lived a long life and how healthy they were and how, you know, the, do the doctor did a teeter's test and, and came back like super strong immune system and all of that. I want to point out to my listeners that he didn't just get lucky with a couple dogs that happened to have great genes that lived long. If you saw the time, energy, and effort that Jeff and Pam take to feed their dogs every day and what they're actually eating, he's not just go buying some brand name stuff at the store that everybody else feeds their dogs and the poor dogs just eat it because it's the only thing that they have in a bowl and they're hungry. They're literally taking real food vegetables and what have you they're chopping it all up they're cooking it to soften it for them they're putting it over their food and then they're pouring some broth on it to soften it it's like it's a whole ordeal every single morning and these dogs are eating like a Thanksgiving dinner every morning <laughs> and they're so blessed and it's like you know what though their dogs don't have uh, digestive problems they don't have gas they're not belching uh, they have normal systems because he's not just taking you know the um, the the big companies that make dog foods science for it and where money and the bottom line dollar of how they're making money is their motivation he's treating them like they were his children and he's buying the best or growing his own food. They're preparing it like on Sunday for the whole week. And they have them all prepared in their, you know, in the separate Tupperwares and so forth. And every day they have their portions for the day. And they're just reheating them and preparing them. And so it's just as if they, they're cooking it for themselves. And it's like that extra effort, it makes sense. They're living beings. Treat them like they deserve to be treated. They have cells like we have cells. And if you feed them accordingly, they'll thrive. And they're not going to have health issues. You know what? They're going to live longer than other animals. I've had a little dog when I was a child that lived 19 years old. We had a black lab that lived 17, 18 years old, I believe. And, and black labs don't live that long. But we were feeding them nutrients and taking the, the supplements and the things that we take, right? And so it makes a difference. And if you feed them good water and you feed them and do the, the PEMF and the things that we do for our bodies, they love that too. And they resonate with that. So don't think, oh, they're just an animal and they got a gut that can eat anything because they go eat dead animals and drink the pond water and they do stuff like that. It's like they're doing that because they're craving minerals and things that they're not getting from the garbage that you're feeding them. And so it's like if you feed them right, they're going to be much more obedient. They're not going to have pain and aches and they're going to sleep better. They're just they're going to be better. And so I commend you for that. I know it's not easy and it takes a lot of work and time and discipline. And, and I've well, seen it. I've witnessed it. We have gotten it down now um, to where. Uh, so 
we, we had it all videoed. It's going to be all uh, available online. We'll 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 put the link to all of this uh, on your site when it's when it's done here. Um, uh, we have found we we have simplified things a lot to where in in the video will be everything from the containers, what to use. You set up one time the food processor, and 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 you end up making about. 15 pounds of product, maybe a little bit more um, in, in one session. So uh, start to finish, it takes about, oh, an hour and a half. And, and, and then all those containers go into the freezer. And then, and then we mix that 50% uh, with a kibble. And I've only been able to get right now, I, I've, I've gotten two manufacturers that have put in writing where their protein comes from to me. So you'll find that if you go to the big name brands and you you know any big box store and what they sell or any of the biggest brands of dog food being sold in the country they will not respond to you their answer back is oh we we use the finest ingredients well that's nice my question was specific do you buy any protein from the orient and i and i and i and i give them a list I need a yes or a no. Do you buy any of your protein from here? And and they will not discuss that with you. We 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 have people that you know whatever, and and the government has a you know, whatever watch that looks over. Well, no, I know how that program works. So I mean, if we're going to take responsibility for ourselves, or in this case for our dogs, I'll, I'll tell you this. My old dog that we put down at 13 and a half was over a hundred pound German long-haired pointer. He hunted two years longer than any of his siblings lived. And then six months later passed away. So, so it makes a huge difference to be clear and productive. And, and, and it's the same for us. You folks, you can't go to fast food. You can't live on boxes of cereal and fast food and and milk you can't you you're you're short in your life i mean there's you you we're either going to take responsibility for our health and ourself or we're not and 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 does it take more time to take responsibility okay i'm going to go with yes it it does but get to know your neighborhoods get to know your area find farmers markets and talk to them a little bit i mean literally go talk to them where's this coming from you know they know a lot uh, if you're fortunate to get who actually is raising the product whether it's fruit vegetable or animal um that's a huge benefit because most often when you go to a farmer's market unfortunately somebody's buying or collecting from somewhere and 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 they set up a what looks like you know, oh, a neighborhood farmer's market. Well, no, it's not. That's, that's, um, uh, it doesn't take many questions to figure out that you're not dealing with oftentimes the actual farmer. But then if you'll look around your geographical part of the world, everybody has their strength. In fact, see down where you're at there in Florida, you've got a coastline all the way around Florida. There are fishermen that sell to restaurants. They're coming in all the time with their catches you can go to those marinas and you can buy at those marinas so that fish was caught in the last 
few hours or a couple of days if they're doing an offshore program and and bringing it back i mean and you're getting good product so it's not farm raised it's 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 good product i would personally go look for that program you know if if you're already in the hunting and fishing world get better learn i mean guys we're just we're so close today just watch the news we're so close to being so fragile what could go wrong today that would stop food being at your grocery store i mean we came really close to not having gas in our gas stations if that would have happened here just that this hadn't been a few months guys okay people don't realize how close we are on the edge of losing either power grid or or fuel what happens then how's all that product making it to the grocery store for you so go look around your neighborhoods this is my personal view and figure out if there's nothing in the store how are we going to process things so do you have a good way to filter water with without water coming through your faucet i would i would go looking for a a way to have that handle i do i mean i i'm good i think everybody should and and, and this might be something we want to add as some links on some things to you know i'm not sitting here saying be a prepper and get armed and i, I you know we can take this people take this too far but I do think that there's a, a huge benefit to figuring out how to put beans and rice in an airtight container because that'll outlive you. And and if something went haywire, you know, in my basement, I I I can go for quite a long while without any outside water, without any outside gas, without any outside. I mean, I we can go a long time. So um, and it's not that we've prepped with tons and tons of stuff, but I've got, you know, 40 or 50 pounds of four different kinds of beans and, and, and chickpeas and, and, and good salt and, um, you know, some spices. I mean, stuff that with a little bit of water will, will live. I mean, you know, it won't be a five course meal, but it'll be good and it'll be healthy it'll be nutritious my, my point is we can get ahead of some of this stuff real easy and 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 not be relying so much on all this outside that could go so wrong so fast you know when you when you look at thousands of people around you and they're hungry you know just just watch a storm coming at the coast and all all the shelves go bare Okay, now what if they're bare for a month? I would I would try to figure out a way to deal with that. And if you're already in the hunting fishing world, I would say pay attention and get better. Um, if you're not, I would say hire a guide and and go learn a little bit. Uh, they'll they'll teach you how to harvest it. They'll teach you how to process it. They, they, they'll teach you the whole online right now. There's some really good 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 information on how to process a deer uh how to you know or a pig or a uh, any animal uh, it, it it's all there for us we should all take a little bit of time and figure that out and watch it and and then and then maybe you know go hire a guide and take the family and get yourself a 
Florida's full of hogs, full of deer. I mean, there, there's lots of stuff down there. Um, we used to come down to Florida this back in the 70s, and we would go find ourselves a four-foot alligator, and and then we would go pick up a a, a thing of um, oysters uh, back when they were nice and clean, you know, back then, and put that in. The, they'd fill an ice chest for you for nothing. It was like ten bucks, you know. And then, and we would go out to the beach, and people have no idea. You used to be able to back your cars all out there on the beach, set up the fire, have a big barbecue. I mean, all the beaches were open to you. And now there's still some that are. There, here was a large group of young people. And me and my buddy knew how to go get the critter, process the critter, get it on the barbecue, and everybody ate good. You know? <laughs> That's great. And, and they would all pay attention. It was always amazing to me to watch, you know, some guys and gals. You know, we were all a bunch of teenagers, probably I'd say 17 to 22 ish, you know, whatever. And, and some were really interested in that process and they wanted to, to really learn all this stuff. And others were just like, Oh, I'm not going to look until it's ready to eat on a barbecue, you know, and, 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 and that poor person's going to starve to death, but you know, in, in, in tough times, but I know you won't starve to death. I know your family won't starve to death. I know me and my friends won't starve to death. I mean, that won't be what gets us you know? So, um, I think it's worth people taking time because there, there is the opportunity out there to, to learn your way around some of this stuff, eat good, nutritious meals, you know, learn, learn, learn the process of being self-sustaining a little bit. I, I think there's value in that. I really do. And, and teaching our kids, if our kids can only survive, if there's a grocery store or a fast food restaurant, they're in trouble. They're, they're right, in trouble. Right. Yeah, you bet. You know, and one last thing that I'd like to touch on before we close this episode is for all of those that are looking for answers on how to tap into their health and they're not quite ready to go hunt and find the cleaner meat that way. Um, they might have seeked out cleaner meat at their grocery stores or their local butcher um, they tried the organic route when they can afford it and so forth, but we're really not sure how clean that is even just because it says organic. It doesn't mean that I really trust the grower and I really know what else might or might not be in it or if the nutrients were even in the soil to begin with. And so what it all boils back down to is a philosophy that I've held close to myself really since I was about 10 years old. And that is, I'm going to trust the best of science and nature together. And I put my faith in my whole food supplements. And so I use scientific whole food and get my nutrients that my cells are looking for. I know that my body has needs, proteins, vitamins, and minerals. And every cell is replacing itself. It has a timetable that... It's, it's building a new version of itself. And when it does that, it needs to have building blocks to do that. And so I don't trust so much or look for my food that I'm eating to be the main source of those building blocks. I look at my supplements that I take every morning as my life insurance. And that is what I lean on for the security of what my cells are looking for. 
And then I look at the rest of the day as, okay, now I need to make wise choices and eat clean and avoid toxins so I'm not putting all that extra work on my body trying to have to eliminate more junk out of my body. If I'm not drinking filtered water, my body becomes the filter. If I'm not breathing filtered air, my body becomes the filter. If I'm not eating clean food, my liver, my, my kidneys, and my body again becomes the filter. So eating clean is important, but making sure I'm getting the best of science and my nutrients that my body has a well-balanced, that to me has always been most important. And so that's how I justify why I never get sick and why I've always healed so fast and why my kids don't get sick and why, you know, if I were to get a headache, I don't think, oh my goodness, I must have a lack of aspirin in my body. That's why I have a headache. <laughs> I mean, that's not the first thing I'm running for because that's how everybody else is programmed. Oh my gosh, I, I must have a lack of this, why I have this symptom. And you no, know, but I'm thinking, gosh, I must need some water. I'm dehydrated. That's the first thing I'm thinking. And then I'm thinking, you know, what else am I missing? Antioxidants or did I eat something today? Is my blood sugar low? It's like, I'm, I'm thinking actual functional stuff, not like mask the symptom, fix the cause is, is, is what we're thinking here. And so I urge all of you, if, if you chase symptoms, um, it's time to start looking at what are the basic building blocks that my body's needing? What does my body look for and is it getting it? If you're giving it to it in the simplest forms in a whole food supplement that breaks down, if you can imagine a factory and you got all these workers along the assembly line that all need to get, uh, you know, one worker's needing to get the vitamin K and the guy next to him gets the vitamin B and the guy next to him gets the vitamin C and they're all in there like, oh, that's my job. That's my job. And they're just getting it all day long and it's really easy for them to do that. And then all of a sudden you go out and you eat some bad meal that you usually don't do. But you know what? Every now and then it's okay to challenge the system and see how effective it can react to things because it's supposed to be able to respond when it's threatened or when it doesn't like what it sees. And so when it does that, the foreman blows the whistle and all the workers along the assembly line, they take a step back. And they just watch all that junk go through and we're like, whew, that's nasty. I'm glad I don't got to stick my hands in there. And then the very next meal that you eat, you've learned that I don't do two bad meals in a row because my workers need to get to work. They got bills to pay. And so a clean meal comes through again. They're like, great, I'm back to work. There's my vitamin K. There's my B. There's my C. If another bad meal comes through and then yet another one, the foreman's like, listen, guys, I know you don't want to do this, but you all got to go dumpster diving. And they're like, oh, man, I got to go into that stuff. And they're like, oh, I got to find it. I don't see it in there. It's, it might be in there somewhere. It's like you're forcing your body to go look for something that's not even there in a bunch of junk that it doesn't want to look for. And so how hard do you want to make that on your body? okay to cheat every now and then we're all human and we're going to do it just don't do it back to back to back it's like let let it happen and get it out of your system and like literally let it get out of your system before you ever think of doing it again 
And so there's what we call the better bad choice. <laughs> You're going to have a bad choice. Okay, do the, the lesser of two evils and then just let it go by and get right back into your habits again. If you start doing a bad habit more than one in a row, it's too hard to get into the good habit again. And then people think, well, I ate that junk three days in a row and I'm not sick yet. So I guess I was... I was mistaken. I can eat junk and not get sick. I'm learning a new rule. <laughs> no, that's not the rule you're supposed to learn. You eat junk, you're going to get sick. If it's not today, it's down the road, and it's going to take you a lot longer to turn that ship around when you're going the wrong direction down the highway for hours. You're like, oh, my gosh, I went three hours in the wrong direction. Oh, my goodness. You know how long that is to turn around? If it's five minutes, it's like, no big deal. One exit. Let's turn around and get going in the right direction. I can handle that. If you went all day in the wrong direction, you'd be really mad because you weren't paying attention. Your spouse was driving and you're like, you missed the turn. What? We're in what state? We're supposed to go the other way. <laughs> it's like you would be really mad. It's just much harder to do that. So treat your body right. You only got one shot at this thing. And if you start taking care of it and give it what it needs and what it's wanting, it's going to love you back. And it's going to start treating you right the way you want to be treated. And it's going to help you actually live a long time. We're supposed to live 120 years. When we started taking shortcuts and abusing ourselves and eating the dumpster all the time, we're living like 50, 60 years. Hey, there's a problem with that. And then when we started not paying attention to all the other chaos and stuff that's damaging ourselves, now we're having adult diseases as children, like cancer and diabetes and stuff. Children aren't supposed to be dying of these things. We're losing the race fast because we're not paying attention. And so I'm just so happy to have you on our show because people need to have and listen to conversations like this more and more and just... Put the dots together. It's not like they've never heard it before. They're just not paying attention because it's, it's, the knowledge is there. But the easy decision is to ignore it and continue to do the things that, that make you feel good now in the moment. And you don't realize how much danger and how much pain and difficulty it's going to cost you down the road. The Japanese have a, a saying, and I don't know how to say it in Japanese, but in English, it means live long and die young. And, 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 and what it has to do with is the decisions on what you eat and drink. And, and it doesn't mean, like you said, it doesn't mean you can't cheat. It doesn't mean that you can't, you know, have a glass of sake with, you know, your, your sushi or whatever. But, but they are so much more careful as a country than than we are i mean they they eat so much cleaner than we do and 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 they have much longer lifespans and 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 they're very active into their old age and you know i consciously made a decision many many years ago i i i was in my teens actually when i could look at people and their lifestyle and see um old and decrepit and old and active and I paid attention. And I, I will tell you, the old and active had a better food program, had a, had a, had a, had a more moderate drinking program. Um, they, 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 they ran their lives in a way that they, you could tell they expected and wanted to, to live a long time. So 
So my recommendation to people and to my kids or I mean, yeah, you can go out. My way of doing it is five days a month, I'll cheat. So if I end up at Dr. Mark's house and 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 you've got pecan pie and to, to start the meal and whatever to end it, and it's just going to be, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff you really like and probably shouldn't eat. Um, that's one of my five days uh, that I cheated. If, uh, you know, then I've got five days I'm pretty darn careful. Might cheat a little bit, you know. And then, and then I've got 20 days that I start from start to end on the day i'm really 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 careful i i'm i'm i don't cheat so in that process of things um you know i take my supplements i i um uh you've introduced us to some some stuff that uh, is is uh, i think i think everybody needs it in their in their diet um uh i'll go ahead and if you want to put this on here for instance the asia product I, I think that that is an excellent product. And I like your analogy. It's kind of like a battery and all the components are there, but there's no battery acid in there to make everything connect and work and whatnot. And, and here's the product that makes all that connection happen. So, so I like that product. Um, I would suggest everybody use that product. But my point of saying that is, is there's other supplementation that, that you and I and 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 many many others are paying attention to and and i i think we need to help people uh see those choices and the facts behind those as well and just like our dogs you know here we 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 do feed them good uh we do cook twice a month uh product for them uh, i do use a kibble that that i'm confident in where all the protein and product is coming from and and uh and i if you'd like to share all that we'd, we 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 ought to put all this uh uh together uh it'll be together soon we'll be able to put a link on it and and then people can see how all this goes together my, my point of saying all this is is we're either going to take responsibility for and live longer and healthier and more active lives or uh, we're going to be that other side of the street and i don't want to be that other side of the street but but the point is, and I kind of hit on it for a little bit there, was, you know, like the McDonald's issue. Here, there's no vitamins, there's no minerals, they can't keep a lab mouse or, a, alive on all their vegetables. And so, you know, people are pushing this hydroponic world. Well, that's great. And it produces a bunch of pretty stuff. It, you know, it looks good. But what's the nutritional value of not growing it? Right. So, you know, consequently, you know, here we sit today, just because we can eat the whole pyramid in, in three meals a day, three times a day, are we getting what we need out of it to, and, 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 and what's coming out of that? So I really like your comments about, you know, eating clean, yeah. really important piece. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us on another episode of the Good News Doctor podcast. And there will be some links below for the things we spoke about today. And I am going to have Jeff back for another episode. And we're going to talk more about how to actually fish and how to hunt and then some basic skills on how to prepare those fish and prepare the food that we're catching. Because inevitably, we need to know how to survive if we had to. 
And I was so blessed by hunting with him and fishing with him and being able to learn these basic skills. And I wanted to pay that forward and help all of you understand what you can do to survive and protect your family and actually feed your family if we had to do that. So thanks again for joining us and you make it a great day. Bye now.